being a marketplace doesn't necessarily like reinvent the wheel. And I think anybody that's using Crexy now already knows that, you know, our interface and the user experience is is the best in the market right now. Um, and people don't like losing, just especially in this industry. People love to win. So listen, everybody, we all know that real estate is the most proven way to build wealth. But why isn't everyone wealthy from real estate then? It's hard to know where to start, and most of the education out there is just complete trash, and you end up investing your money on a series of courses instead of in real estate. That's not how this podcast works. We give you the blueprint to successful real estate investing and bring on guests actually willing to share their secrets. I started my real estate investing journey as a freshman in college when I bought my first duplex and have been in the trenches doing deals ever since. And today, I now own hundreds of millions of dollars of investment property. On this podcast, you will learn what you actually need to know to be a successful active or passive real estate investor. And we'll offer our takes on what's happening today so you can navigate this market and build wealth. I'm Drew Brenneman, and this is the Brenneman Blueprint. All right. Today we have Giannis Papadakis on the podcast today. He's with Crexy. Welcome, Giannis. Hi, Drew. Thanks for having me. I appreciate it. And thanks for coming on to my podcast too. Like it's good to reciprocate and, and be on somebody else's for a change. Yeah, no, that was, yeah, that was a fun episode. So it was a good, uh, good time. A lot of, a lot of good questions on that one. Um, but yeah, I just want to get into it. So how, maybe tell us a little bit about yourself and then let's, let's hear about Crexy. Yeah. So, uh, born and raised in Southern California, uh, the South Bay specifically, I was born in San Pedro, grew up in the South Bay, kind of around commercial real estate. Uh, my dad owned, uh, liquor stores and then, uh, bought the, the underlying property, the shopping centers they were in. Uh, so I grew up working the liquor stores as a kid and then later getting into property management, kind of watching, you know, my old man do it first. And then, you know, went to school in South Florida at uh, Lynn University, came back to Southern California, and then got into brokerage. Uh, I was doing investment sales at Marcus and Millichap in downtown Los Angeles first. And there's where I kind of learned the business of real estate investment sales, kind of cut my teeth there. Um, they have a really strong training program. So it was really good for learning the business, you know, learning about brokerage. Uh, I was there for about four or five years. Initially started with uh, apartments in like the Silver Lake, East Hollywood area, and then transitioned to uh, net leased properties. Now, at the time, a lot of apartment owners in Southern California were exiting the the market here and then looking for upleg opportunities out of state with you know higher returns and lower management responsibilities. So facilitating that transition from SoCal apartments into net lease retail was kind of where I kind of lived, uh, built a, a little team while I was at Marcus. Um, it's kind of how I got into Crexy actually was when I started doing net lease retail, you know, trying to build a book of business, trying to establish a brand um, in, a, in a pretty competitive um, market. So you know, trying to leverage every tool we could to, you know, distinguish ourselves as a team from the other, you know, more established, more experienced net lease groups out there. Um, you know, we were really doing everything we could to, you know, market hard and get, you know, more at bats talking to buyers, sellers. So we adopted Crexy really early. Crexy started in 2015, I think officially 2014, but 
Um, I don't think the ball actually got rolling until 2015. And we immediately started utilizing it to market our properties, our net lease properties. For us, it was really transformational. Um, It was providing uh, a service that the other marketing platforms at the time um, weren't really doing. The way that, you know, brokers had approached marketing on a platform prior to that was, you know, you put it up there and you wait for a motivated buyer to reach out, you know, and say, hey, I want to buy this deal. Um, which is kind of a, a reactive way of marketing. And we found that with Crexy, they were giving us full transparency into not only who was interested in the deal, but you know who was looking at it You know, from every level of interest, whether they just visited the page or they downloaded the OM, you know, how many times they visited the page, if they downloaded due diligence, what they downloaded, how many times they downloaded it. And so for a new agent, um, it really changed the way that we approached the business because now instead of, you know, waiting for the, you know, two, three, you know, motivated buyers to give you a call, I could look at, you know, 150, 200 interested parties that just looked at the listing and start a conversation with, Hey, I, I saw you looked at my deal, you know, why'd you look at it? And, you know, while all of them weren't buyers, a lot of them were looking at commercial real estate for one reason or another. And it was really, you know, me and my team's job to unpack, you know, why are you looking at this deal, right? Sometimes it was, you know, I've got a deal I'm considering selling. I'm just kind of checking to see where the market is. And, you know, the conversation moves from there. But I think that in and of itself was really transformational for me and my business. And uh, eventually, uh, Crexy who's, you know, they track everything on their site, you know, who's visiting it, how many clicks, what they're clicking on. They had noticed uh, how I was a power user, I guess, and said, hey, you know, what would it take to get you to, you know, leave brokerage and and come join the tech side? Which for me, it was kind of a no-brainer, just seeing how quickly they entered the space and and transformed my business. I knew that, you know, they were going to do the same um, for other brokers and for the industry in general. So, uh, it was, a. uh, uh it has been a ride, you know, yeah. uh, somebody smarter than me once said, you know, if somebody offers you a, a ride on a rocket ship, you don't ask which seat you just get on. Uh, and so that's kind of how I, uh, approached it and, and wound up in Crexy. Nice. And what year did you join? 2018, 20, beginning of 2019. Let's see, I'm coming up on five years next month. So, yeah, I mean, with that background, then it's cause your, your role within Crexy, obviously you do the podcast and, but it's, it's primarily sales, right? So you're, uh, for like, you're pitching the product to brokers, to owners, right? That's what you're doing day to day typically, or the podcast is, uh, kind of the, the small hat that I wear, you know, the, the bigger hat is business development on, um, one of our, uh, product lines, which is our auction platform. I think most people know Crexy for its, you know, marketplace, and that's definitely where it started. Uh, but since then, since I was a, an agent at Marcus, it, it's really transformed into, you know, so much more than that. And one of those things is the uh, the transaction platform and the auctions that are hosted on Crexy's site with, you know, our technology. So a lot of that is you know, identifying deals that are a good fit for an auction, you know, helping educate, you know, stakeholders within the industry about the auction platform, the auction process, and how it can benefit, you know, their day to day. 
I think if it was something that I was aware of when I was in brokerage, I definitely would have sold more deals or maybe said yes to more deals that I knew, hey, I've actually got the right tool for this. Um, and that's going to be, you know, through an auction. You know, it's not going to be a perfect fit for every deal, but there's definitely a lot of deals where a paycheck that I otherwise wouldn't have made, I could have made, you know, doing it through the auction platform. So that's kind of my day to day right now is really supporting the auction platform and, you know, helping integrate uh, brokers, buyers into, you know, how to utilize that auction platform. And then why don't we go through the different offerings Crexy has where I mean, probably most people know it just as a place where properties are listed for sale with, with a price, like more of a traditional listing. And then, but yeah. there's, there's more than that. So why don't we just run through them all just at any, any order you'd like? Yeah, absolutely. I mean, I, I touched on auctions, um, which in a very short amount of time, the auction platform has already broken uh, some records. I th we have the record now for the single largest online transaction. It was a uh, office industrial park in Las Vegas, the uh, Beltway Business Park. Uh, starting bid of $150 million and a final winning bid of $205 million. So a um, little feather on our hat there. It's an exciting one to be a part of. Also, uh, intelligence. So that's going to be comps data, debt information, uh, you know, traffic counts, demographics, you know, occupancies in different markets. The intelligence offering now is is such a huge piece of you know what Crexy you know brings to the table for people in commercial real estate. Aside from having you know, proprietary data, which, you know, we're collecting quite a bit of it now. We've got over 3 million monthly site visitors. Um, there's also, you know, we've got partnerships with title companies as well as uh, relationships directly with counties to, you know, have we've got every parcel mapped in the United States. We've got ownership information, uh, debt maturity dates, all that stuff. So, uh, I think the intelligence offering is kind of a, a huge piece. It's a little bit newer, uh, but it definitely is making a big impact. Uh, there's also, you know, networking tools, you know, due diligence hubs. Um, we actually utilize the due diligence hubs uh, pretty heavily on the auction side. So, you know, once an auction is successful, we actually take it through a, uh, a closing tracker that's a tool on Crexy where, you know, all of the parties that are closing are, you know, kind of meeting in one spot, like a war room where, you know, all the documents are there. You know, you can build a timeline of when specific things are supposed to happen at different times and dates and everything is centralized and, and, you know, at a glance, really easy to see, which is especially helpful for our team when they're doing, you know, 40, 50, 60 deals, you know, every couple of weeks. Yeah. Is that the property data product? Is that the name of that one or that's something else? with the related to sales? So um, there's the intelligence offering and that's going to include property data, you know, ownership information, uh, comps, demographics. Um, that's all going to be part of our intelligence offering. Original offering for, uh, for brokers is what we call our pro tools, which is really kind of the next level of marketing on Crexy. I think one of the, you know, really innovative things about Crexy from its beginning is, you know, they've always, we've always strived to foster a environment of transparency and, you know, 
democratization in commercial real estate. And one of the ways to do that is we've made it an open platform. So anybody can come to Crexy. They don't have to pay a dollar. They can search the entire marketplace. They can see every deal. Nothing is being you know hidden or paywalled. Um, any broker can come and put their property up here for sale or for lease for free. Where the the pro subscription comes in is we're using Crexy's data to help market those properties, those listings, those leasing offerings, and targeting people based on what their search results are, what they're actually clicking on, what they're searching for. I mentioned before, you know, they've got a lot of data of who's clicking on what, what they're looking for. And it works a lot like, you know, Amazon or Netflix, you know, you go to Netflix and, you know, you watch, you know, World War II in color. And, you know, tomorrow it's going to say, hey, you might also like, you know, the Civil War, right? Machine learning is just being utilized and implemented in a, in a really smart way, which is, hey, let's get this deal in front of the people that are actually looking for deals like this based on, you know, where it's located, its size, you know, its price range, you know, whatever those, you know, overlapping, you know, qualities are, you know, we're able to kind of fine tune and target the right buyer, you know, and we use that um, ourselves, right? So it's, it's, it worked tremendously for me as a, you know, an agent at Marcus, you know, we utilize that on the auction platform as well. Um, and so I think that's kind of the, the traditional offering that most people are familiar with is that pro subscription, um, you know, marketing your properties to our database of users and, you know, utilizing Crexy's database, those visitors to, you know, make sure we're getting the deal in front of the right people. Okay, nice. Yeah, because I, when I went across the top of the website, it had, you know, just reloading it now, but yeah, it had for sale, for lease, and then um, I clicked on something, and then it got me where the other stuff was, was property, property data, and then intelligence. So I didn't know if the property data was a whole nother product, but that's something that um, you would have access to with the pro subscription, then sounds like. Yeah, you know, the, so uh, the pro subscription, there is a, uh, there's an offering, I believe it's called All Pro. Uh, and, you know, with that, you, you get everything. You know, and there is a way to kind of cut it up based on what it is that, you know, you're actually using. Um, so, you know, if you don't do leasing, you probably don't need pro leasing stuff. You know, if you're doing sales and leasing, you know, you'll, you'll want to get everything under the hood at once. One of the things that really sold me, like when I started using Crexy at Marcus, um, it was free. You know, they actually hadn't monetized yet. Before they had, you know, turned on monetization, I had already, you know, gotten and closed several listings like directly related to the stuff that I was doing on Crexy. So they called me and they said, hey, you know, we're going from free to this monthly, you know, moderate monthly payment, you know, are, are you in? I was like, take it, you know, you've already, you know, paid for yourself, you know, 10 times over. So, um, yeah, let's, let's do it. So, uh, for me, it was kind of a no brainer. Um, and you know, the offerings only getting better and better, you know, we're continuing to innovate, you know, we take a lot of feedback from people in the market. So we'll have brokers tell us, Hey, you know, I like this, but it would really be more useful if it did X, Y, or Z, you know, we actually, have a, a direct relationship, a direct, you know, line to our product team. And we can say, Hey, you know, we're, we're getting this feedback, you know, let's, let's, let's do this. And, you know, we've got a pretty quick turnaround when it comes to implementing those, you know, recommendations, um, and to how to improve the user experience. So, 
Um, it's, it's nice to kind of be an agile, you know, scrappy startup because you can get things done quickly. And, you know, we're still in that phase of, you know, massive growth and, and, you know, improving and innovating. Um, we've got some, you know, pretty exciting stuff planned for the coming year. I can't talk about some of it, but being a marketplace doesn't necessarily like reinvent the wheel. Right. Um, but even though we've made a, a better looking and faster spinning wheel, uh, I will, I think that we're coming out with some things this year that uh, are really going to, you know, kind of change the game in a big way. So I'm excited to be part of it and, and see how it transforms the industry. Yeah. And is there any of that you can talk about now or that's more got to wait and you got to wait and see. I mean, I think anybody that's using Crexy now already knows that, you know, our interface and the user experience is is the best in the market right now. The dashboards are really easy to use, you know, both on the buyer and the seller side. Uh, Crexy makes it, you know, really easy to, you know, engage with the market and, you know, use the tools. I, I think that that is only... You know, it's already, I think we're already the best at it, but I think we're, you know, quickly starting to eclipse other experiences by merit of what kind of what we have coming. So I, I can't say too much about it other than, you know, it, it gets me excited um, because, you know, on the inside, I get to kind of test some of this stuff out and, you know, give feedback to the product team before it starts getting rolled out. And, you know, my mind is actually pretty blown by uh, what we've got coming. So, you know, if, if you're a fan of Crexy already, like, you know, strap in because it's going to be, uh, we got some good stuff coming. All right. Nice. Well, yeah, we'll, uh, we'll, we'll wait and see what, and then if for today, at least if someone, I guess, what are the, the, uh, you know, times you'd be paying Crexy, if you will, because if it sounded like if you're a broker, you want to list a deal for sale, there's no cost at that point. It's only if it does sell or that was, that was a, is that how it still works? So you can list a deal for free. Um, if you want to unlock the contact information of the leads that are coming to your deal, you know, you would need a subscription for that. Right. People Which is can that pro, reach you. Like yeah, pro that's, level. that's that pro account. Okay. Yeah, that, that pro account. Um, people can reach you through the tools on Crexy, so they can send a message to this broker, hey, you know, I'm interested in this deal. And you can communicate through the Crexy site. But when you have a pro account, um, not only does it unlock the contact information, you can phone number, you know, email address, you know, any background that they've filled out on their Crexy account. It also, you're going to get priority tile placement. So, you know, when you search for, you know, specific terms on the site, you know, if you're a pro, you know, if you have a pro subscription, your deal is going to appear, you know, first in those search results, which, you know, I don't know how many times you, you go to Google and search something and then hit the ninth or 10th page of results. But most people usually, you know, start their search around, you know, the first couple of results. So that's definitely a huge benefit. Um, so you, you would pay for that pro subscription to unlock the contact information. And, and for me, like that's where, you know, that, that's where a lot of money is, is in that contact information. You can actually do some pretty cool things with, you know, the notifications you get. Like for example, when I was a Marcus, I would set my OMs being opened to a, a text message notification. And, you know, I instructed my team, anytime somebody opens your OM, you're going to get a text that says, Hey, you know, 
Drew just opened your OM for your Walgreens. I go call them right then. I don't care if you're in the middle of lunch, you know, <laughs> finish the bite you're on and give Drew a call because you know that there's, you know, a couple things that are true about Drew right now. You know, he's on his computer, he's looking for commercial real estate and he's got your deal in front of him. Like, can you imagine a better time to talk to him? Right. And so nine times out of 10, you know, the person I would call would be like, Whoa, like, how, like, how'd you do that? Like, I'm looking at your deal right now. It's like, I know you're looking at it. Tell me, why are you looking at it? What can I do for you? Um, one times out of 10, they were like a little creeped out by it. Like, this is, this yeah. is too, <laughs> this is too much. Yeah, but they're probably you know like, let me, let me look at this first for a second. I don't even yeah. know what I'm looking at yet repeatedly um, turned into, you know, more conversations with the right people, right? Hey, you got my deal in front of you. You looking for something like this? You selling something like this? What's the story? And I think that especially when you're getting started in this industry, um, you know, the ramp up time can be a little slow. You know, you want to really get as many swings as you can and as quickly as possible to, you know, get those reps up, you know, get used to talking to the right people, asking the right questions and, you know, getting meetings, getting proposals and, you know, getting deals done. So, um, you know, I think that's where the real value is, um, you know, and then, you know, there's comps, you know, there's traffic counts, as I mentioned, demographics, all that stuff that comes with that pro subscription. The auction platform works a little bit differently. So... Um, there's no cost to the broker or the seller to do an auction on Crexy's platform. Uh, the winning bidder actually pays Crexy's marketing fee at closing in addition to their winning bid. So on the auction, it you know, it's like a 45-day marketing period. You know, Crexy's gonna market it parallel to the listing agent. And they work together and they collaborate on that marketing going up to the actual auction. When the bidding starts, the bidders are making all cash, non-contingent offers to buy the property as is and close in 30 days with a 10% non-refundable earnest money deposit. So from a seller's perspective, you know, I'm I'm setting a reserve price. You know, it's the minimum that I'm willing to transact the property for. And, you know, if a bid doesn't meet or exceed my reserve price, you know, I don't have to sell. But you always have the option to lower that reserve price and accept a high bid. You know, you set reserve for your, you know, apartment building at a million bucks. There's a high bid at 950. You can say, hey, I want to I lock that 950 in. You know, or you can say, hey, no, I need to hit a million. If you don't hit it, you know, it doesn't cost you anything to go through that process. So it only... We only get paid if it trades. So, you know, we're directly aligned with the broker and the seller to want to attract as many people as possible to that auction, get them bidding and competing, and uh, help them with a smooth transaction. And I will say we've got the best auction team in the market right now. And typically is the, uh, the if there's a broker on it, then are they, they're getting paid also by the buyer or that's still a seller expense or how's that? I get the Crexy buyer premiums, the buyer paid, but, the, um, so the listing agent is still getting paid through their listing agreement with the seller. You know, the, the seller's only real costs are their traditional closing costs, right? Paying their broker, you know, transfer taxes, um, you know, whatever's customary for that state, you know, they're still going to have their traditional closing costs. There's just no additional fee to Crexy to run the process, whether it's successful or not. And roughly how much is the, the, the Crexy marketing fee? 
that I, I just called the buyer premium, but that's um, it's a minimum of twenty thousand or a percentage of the sale price, and it's going to depend on uh, the size of the deal. Um, so you know, if, if anybody's interested in digging in, you know, send me an email and I can give you a more specific answer. But it's going to be typically, from what I've heard, lower than going through some more traditional. Uh, auction routes, um, so it's it's uh, a moderate expense tacked on to the buyer, um, but you know definitely falls within you know kind of what's expected for you know the service that's being provided, um, and and it's been a a huge benefit already um, you know to both us and I think a lot of the people in the market that are engaging with these tools. Um, it was especially helpful when COVID hit. Because, you know, a lot of times people that are familiar with auctions, you know, have brought a cashier's check to, you know, the county courthouse, you know, ready to uh, get a deal done. And, you know, when people couldn't gather, you know, we had an influx of demand for, you know, a, a digital tool that could allow, you know, these groups to you know, continue to run auctions. Like uh, we have an auction coming up in a, a couple of weeks for uh, Clark County, the governing county of Las Vegas, where we do a land auction for Clark County. Uh, it is always a great event um, and kind of a good example of, you know, how to replace something that, you know, really used to be only the people that were within, you know, earshot of where a physical auction would be has now transformed into, look, anybody in any market, you know, that has the cash can engage with that. And I think that's true across kind of, the industry in terms of how technology is transforming it, right? It, it really does give people a way to kind of reach across into other markets and, you know, look at deals that they otherwise wouldn't have considered because now the information, you know, is out there. Anybody can access it. I've noticed that where I hear some of these old stories where so, um, where I used to live in Chicago. So there was a, a lot of opportunities to hear Sam Zell talk because uh, he, he was really great about going to ULI, just all sorts of things where I saw him talk. And he talked about one of the first deals he bought. It was a hotel in Reno. And he heard about it through word of mouth. And no one wanted to buy it. Like, how crazy is that nowadays? Like, the the avenues. Like, today there'd be a broker on it. It would be sent to a big list. Or, and if it was still slow, then right. We could have a, an auction on, on the internet now. And there was, like, all these avenues and yeah, he was talking about how it was such a steal, but it was literally because it was there was no one else was looking at it. And then he got some, uh, you know, billionaire in Chicago to invest with him or, um, you know, or one of the Pritzkers, you know, where it was like just, um, you know, like, wow, that was really a little different in the 70s or 60s, whatever that was. So it's a little. <laughs> yeah. So. You know, it's it's funny, you know, as the tools change and, you know, evolve, it, it really does um change how the business is done. Um, I remember, you know, my manager at Marcus tell me that, you know, for him to, you know, build a, a directory of owners to call, he would drive through neighborhoods with index cards and, you know, take pictures of buildings and write an address on there. And then, you know, take that to a title company and pull a huge list of ownership information. And, you know, that was his, his CRM, you know, was, was index cards. Yeah. And he's still, you know, transacting and, and in the business. And he's like, man, this is so much better than, you know, the index cards that I used to have. And he, I go, you know, 
even, you know, when the facts came, you know, people, you know, were doing deals and, and sending information via facts. I think that the faster information, which I think everybody's really thirsty for right now is, you know, how much more information can I get? How much better equipped can I approach, you know, this market, this deal, this transaction really helps, you know, everybody, you know, win, you know, I think, it's a little harder to find that, you know, diamond in the rough deal that nobody knows about anymore. It's a little tougher to find those absolute steals as a buyer. Um, but from the the seller side, you know, you can be a little more confident that, hey, you know, if it's up there, if it's, you know, on Crexy, if, you know, it's being marketed right, then uh, everybody is going to have an opportunity to know about it and engage with it. And, you know, I think that really leads to a better experience for everybody. Yeah. And I was going to ask too, so for like a seller, what's uh, typically, what do they say is the reason they're turning to the the auction option? So, cause obviously they could just go the regular route. They, they probably already have a broker and just kind of go the, we'll call it the slow way. So what's, uh, what do you usually hear? What's the reason? You know, I think there's a couple of reasons why a seller would engage with an auction. Um, I think one, um, it does create a level playing field for the for the bidders, and you know, you've got a level playing field in terms of the ter- you know the terms of the the deal itself. You know, everybody's using the same purchase agreement that is agreed to before they start bidding, right? It's all cash. It's non-contingent. There's a non-refundable earnest money deposit. So you get a much higher certainty of closing. You know, when you run an auction, you're not going to enter escrow and then get, you know, retraded, you know, a couple days before the, the removal of contingencies. There are no contingencies, right? So I think for a seller, um, it really gives them the opportunity to, you know, put all of the buyers on the same footing and say, hey, the the terms are already agreed upon. Everybody's playing by the same set of rules. Um, for the buyer, I think the huge benefit is the transparency of the deal. By that I mean, you know, in a traditional listing scenario, if I'm submitting an offer on a deal and the seller says, Hey, we've selected your offer. Congratulations. We're rewarding you this deal. I don't know if I'm the highest offer by you know, 10,000 or 210,000, right? I just know that mine was selected, right? I'm submitting that offer into a, a vacuum with really no information. In the auction setting, once the reserve for an auction has been met, I know for a fact that the only other people bidding on this are other players like myself that are engaging in wanting to buy this property. And I can see the current bid at all times. So each bid justifies the next one. So, you know, maybe I'm 100,000 over where I underwrote the deal and somebody outbids me by 25,000. Outbidding them by another twenty five thousand isn't that crazy, knowing that they're willing to pay twenty five k less, right? And that continues to to ramp it up. So each bid justifies the next one, which is just super unique to the auction experience itself. It's really where we get into those kind of you know bidding war scenarios where you know we've got a couple of really interested buyers really, you know, kind of punching each other one bit at a time, higher and higher, because they know somebody's willing to pay the minimum increment less than them, 
on that. Um, it stops becoming about, hey, you know, we passed the reserve, you know, half a million bucks ago. It's, hey, it's it's only another 10,000, 25,000 to be on top again. Um, and people don't like losing, you know, just especially in this industry, people love to win. So uh, I think tapping into that psychology and, you know, having that transparency is really what's yielding, you know, such great results for us. Yeah, that makes sense. And then are, is there a certain type of property that's done the best so far in these auctions in terms of just either size, location, product type? I think that auction used to be a four-letter word, you know, a little while ago. And you would expect to see, you know, tougher deals, you know, the, the dogs with fleas, that sort of thing. I think with the, the way that the tools have evolved, um, it, it's really become more about, you know, leveraging the massive reach that you can get online through an auction setting, great locations, great markets, um, highly desirable real estate is really what's kind of shining right now on the auction platform. That's not to say it isn't a good tool for, you know, troubled assets. You know, certainly there are a lot of, you know, groups out there and, you know, there's coming, a, a, there's a lot of debt coming due, you know, this year in the commercial real estate market where, you know, lenders are gonna have to figure it out. And, you know, they may be clearing, you know, some of their assets, and they're going to be looking to meet the market um, in an auction format. I, I think if you have really clear expectations on, you know, what you're trying to achieve, and you understand the auction process, then, you know, I, I think any deal can actually be a, a good candidate for an auction. I think the ones that are tough, I mean, office right now is, is kind of tough across the board, um, you know, both vacant and occupied, you know, it's, it's, it's been a little bit tougher, um, vacant land, you know, just raw land is, uh, a little more challenging in, in some regards. Um, you know, having said that, I think we have kind of a, a disproportionate success rate when it comes to land. You know, we, we do a lot of land successfully. I think, again, it comes down to, you know, having realistic expectations and, you know, setting reachable reserve prices that really lets the buyers be the ones to compete and push on pricing. You know, there, there's two kind of ways to approach an auction, right? I'm going to set a high reserve and hope the market gets there. Or I'm going to set a low reserve and get those bidders pushing each other up. And, you know, of the two of those methods, you know, hitting a reserve at a time where you've got multiple engaged bidders is really the, the most successful route that I've seen by far. You know, a, a lot of times, you know, the, the bidding ends up going far beyond where anybody expected it. You know, when you're setting that reasonable reserve where it's like, oh, well, this is a great deal. Like, let's let's stay locked in here. Let's keep bidding, you know, versus trying to get those bidders to like stretch and get up to a number. You know, most of them will disengage before you get to that stretch point where, you know, you may have all of them compete and push it up beyond that. I've noticed that on the non-auction properties where, you know, they price something low, you get everybody in a frenzy. Everybody's talking about this deal. And then it, you know, goes for over what it, you know, uh, what you would have thought at the, at the end of the day. So, yeah, that makes a lot of sense. Do you have in the intelligence product then, do you have like current day market info? I'd be curious what you guys are seeing just for the, maybe let's just like for, let's say the multifamily market. Like what do you, what any sort of insights you have on how that's doing? 
Yeah, I mean, we definitely we have market info. So one of the I think cool and useful tools that you can use Crexy with is you know whatever your search result is, either it's for on market or for comps, um, you can actually take that search and ask to see the insights of that search result, which is going to tell you a lot of information from like you know, average listed cap rate versus closed cap rate, right? Price per square foot listed versus closed. You know, you can have a, a pretty clear relationship with the data, um, you know, in, in terms of, you know, what we're seeing internally for how the market is is moving. You know, I don't want to get into too many specifics, but I can say generally speaking, you know, we are seeing a bigger desire for more data um, across every product type. Um, you know, personally, what I'm seeing on auctions is, you know, um, heavy interest in multifamily, um, retail, both stabilize and value add, um, self storage, uh, hospitality, um, industrial, net lease industrial. Again, office being a little bit, you know, still thawing out, you know. I think that the tools are making it easier for people to really engage with that information and, and kind of evaluate the markets they want to get in. Um, so, yeah, uh, if if you've got access to those tools, you know, you can say, hey, I, I want to see, you know, what's on market versus what's closed and how that data is trend, trending. Um, and then, you know, again, you can use those demographic tools to say, you know, I'm looking for markets that are, you know, have this kind of population density or growing and, and enter those markets. So, yeah, I, I want to shy away from talking too specifically about, you know, any particular market. Yeah, no, no worries. Yeah. And I think probably the another thing I was wanted to know about is so with AI then, have you, you guys do anything to incorporate AI or how do you think that could be incorporated someday or? Yeah, I mean, just, you know, generally speaking, AI is just, it's already transforming you know, a lot of different industries. Um, you know, I, I think it, it's, you know, uh, a matter of time before you start seeing AI, you know, kind of enter every sector of the market. Like a good friend of mine is a, uh, is an editor, a video, video editor. And, you know, a lot of the things that would take him hours to do while editing now he can just, you know, type a prompt and the AI will actually do it for him. He used to have to outsource the, the music, composition for some of the things he would be editing and now there's an ai tool where you know he can say hey i want orchestra music and at 10 seconds it builds you know at 20 seconds it it becomes really soft and flutes play and like really get specific about what he wants and then you know ai just pops it out yeah i i think it's going to have a huge impact really on every industry um have you played with uh chat gpt are you are you familiar with some of the tools there I, I have a little, but not for any any real financial analysis, more just for writing things. We've tried using it some for our marketing, and I don't know, at least for that, I felt like it was putting out like a word soup that was just a lot of big words, but didn't really didn't really mean a lot. So, um, so I, I have it. It hasn't done. I haven't haven't cracked that code. That's like the same as hiring like a first year college student to bang out emails, you know, just throwing all the SAT words they know out there. And, you know, but, you know, AI and, and chat GPT, it's, it's going to college now, you know, it's getting more information, it's getting smarter. So, you know, I think it's only going to be more and more valuable um, in terms of, you know, how people interact with it and utilize those tools. So I think so, too. I mean, this there is some 
very smart people that I know in real estate where they're they're using it. They're they're also using people that are offshore, or you would have never thought they'd be doing that. And where times are definitely definitely changing. Well, great. Well, yeah, sounds sounds great, Giannis. I mean, let's leave it there. Thanks for being on. Uh, how can Brenman Blueprint? Uh, listeners, viewers, get in touch with you. They want to learn more about about Crexy. Yeah, um, you know, you can send me an email. It's my first name, Giannis, Y A N N I S at Crexy dot com, uh, or I'll, I'll give out my uh, my my number if anybody wants to give me a call and, and talk about it. It's three one zero three four six six seven four one, or you can find me on LinkedIn. Um, but yeah, shoot me an email, give me a call and uh, happy to connect. Thanks for being on. And that's the, that's the broker move. All, all the brokers or former brokers are just fine giving out their phone number everywhere. So it's funny. Yeah. Or, right. Give, give, give me a call. You know, I may not answer it, but yeah. uh, I will give you a call back. So awesome. Thanks, Giannis. Appreciate it. Thanks, Drew. Take care. Appreciate being on. If you learned something from today's show, leave a review and hit that subscribe button wherever you enjoy your podcast. Dive deeper into real estate investing on Brenneman Capital's website, Brenneman.com, where we have numerous free resources and information that can help both active and passive real estate investors. Accredited investors can get started today as a passive investor in our multifamily investment opportunities by hitting the Invest Now button on our website. The views and opinions expressed in this podcast are those of Drew Brenneman and guests as of the date of recording and do not purport to reflect the views or opinions of Brenneman Capital LLC and its subsidiaries. Views and opinions are provided for informational purposes only and should not be relied upon or deemed as investment or tax advice or an offer to buy or sell securities. The speaker cannot be held responsible for any direct or incidental loss incurred by applying any of the information offered.